guys. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. It's a podcast that's not about gardening or growing marijuana, thank God, but is about how to walk in radical faith in full submission to God and how to handle the difficult seasons of life and all of the twists and turns of the everyday journey that can drive us nuts. I am so glad you're here. Join me as we dig into the word and find hope and confidence in Christ. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm going to pick up right where I left off. And so we are in Deuteronomy 4 verse 3. And it says, your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Baal Peor. For the Lord your God destroyed every one of you who followed Baal of Peor. So this is interesting. It's a really great verse. And it takes us back to the previous uh, book of the Bible, Numbers, chapter 25. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the first um, four verses. And it will give you a pretty good understanding of what it's talking about in verse three, where in verse four, no, verse three, that your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Baal of Pure. The Lord your God destroyed every one of you who followed a Baal of Pure. Okay, so that takes us again back to Numbers 25, and I'm going to be reading one through four, um, but there's a, the whole chapter is on that incident. And it says, while Israel was staying in the Acacia Grove, the people began to prostitute themselves with the women of Moab. And the women invited them to the sacrifices for their gods. And the people ate and bowed in worship to their gods. So Israel aligned itself with Baal of Peor, and the Lord's anger burned against Israel. The Lord says to Moses, take all of the leaders of the people and execute them in broad daylight before the Lord, so that his burning anger may turn away from Israel. I'm going to go down. Um, and read to you verse nine. But those who died in the plague numbered 24,000. Oh, so that was 24,000 of both um, the Israelites and the Moabites there. And so when it's talking about in verse Three, your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Baal of Peor, for your Lord God destroyed every one of you who followed Baal of Peor. So what we see was that was prostitution, uh, and not just prostitution in the physical sense of, you know, having uh, unrighteous sexual relationships, but it's also spiritual uh, prostitution. So by the physical sin of sleeping with these women that they were not married to, they, of course, broke a commandment there, multiple commandments there. But then by that sin, that physical sin, they aligned themselves spiritually with this adulterous nation. And by doing that, I think it's very interesting that it says, uh, that they aligned themselves with their gods. The Bible says that 
you know, man cannot serve two masters, love one and hate the other. And it also says that God is a jealous God. He will, you know, we can't, we cannot have idols in our lives that he leaves uh, there and allows there to be, um, you know, an undamaged relationship. It just doesn't work that way. So these people were unfaithful to God and that resulted in 24,000 of them dying. Um, a lot of people struggle with the, you know, the, uh, intensity of the punishment, um, for for one of, for these sins, these types of sins in the Bible. And, um, I understand where, where that comes from, but I have never struggled with it myself. I always, um, by the grace of God, have viewed uh, my sin as terrible. And even though I haven't committed adultery, um, praise God, I know that I've struggled with idolatry. And, you know, everything is just one step away from the next thing. And we have a God that is a holy God, a righteous God, a God that came and took on um human form and flesh to die and carry the weight of all of the sins so that we might have this precious gift, this opportunity for salvation. I think, why are we so quick to ever think that any form of punishment for sin is too much or too high a price? Um, because it's not anything that we have, anything that we uh, are given is more than we deserve in this life. And that's even referring to all of the suffering we go through. And I think that it does people a, a disservice to live in this mindset of entitlement or a belief that things should be better for us than they are when there is no place where that's actually true. Everything that we have, even the very worst days, are better than what we deserve. And not only that, we are offered the precious presence of Jesus and eternal salvation to walk through anything that we have to walk through. So in my mind, this isn't a question of why would God kill 24,000? To me, it's a question of why would the children of Israel that had a firsthand encounter with seeing God, hearing God, witnessing the miracles that they witnessed, such as the parting of the Red Sea, why would they turn their back on that, on that amazing God, um, for sex and idol worship? That's the real question is why is not, why is our sin not so detestable to us? Why do we think that God's punishment or judgment for our wickedness is anything but gracious and so much more than we deserve? All right. I'm getting back on, on point here. So that was the Baal of Peor incident that it's referring to in chapter three. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Baal of Peor, for the Lord your God destroyed every one of you who followed Baal of Peor. 
Okay, so this this leads us to our first point. The Lord showed me that our eyes see once, but our minds have the gift of constant and continual remembering. Remembering allows us to continually return to a place of faithful and steadfast trust, regardless of our situation. For all that we have to do is close our eyes and we can come back to come back face to face with our beloved Savior. He showed me that number two, the Lord will ultimately destroy the unfaithful. And yes, if you are saved, then you are secure. But every bit of our unfaithfulness for for those of us that are saved will burn up when we when we meet Christ. And so it is absolutely imperative that we live a life of faithfulness because that will be all that stands and remains in eternity. And the Lord lastly showed me that faithfulness is a choice. The situation is not the deciding factor. People are not the deciding factor. Every moment of every day, we are choosing to be or not to be faithful. Friend, I want this to encourage you because these truths can be so monumental in shaping how we live our lives and shaping the strength and the courage and the intimate relationship that we find in Jesus. We are not prisoners to our past nor to the future. We are not prisoners to what we know or don't know. When we Follow in obedient faithfulness after Jesus Christ. It does not matter where we come from, what we lack, the disabilities that have ensued us our entire life, the poverty that we faced, the ugliness that we uh, deal with every day, the disability, everything negative can be used for such tremendous good when we faithfully and obediently follow after Christ. I hope that you'll share this episode with your family and friends. Be sure to follow me on the web at www.weedseedsbeautifulthings.com. Leave me a review on the podcast. Let me know what you'd like to learn about, what you'd like to hear me discuss. If you have any prayer requests or anything that I can improve on, you can read the blog at the website. You can also find some cool merchandise. I'm a big mental health advocate. So I've got a lot of kind of provocative t-shirts. I say provocative, not in any type of a weird way, provocative in the sense that I like to address hard issues. So I've got some really amazing t-shirts out there. I hope you'll support the show by picking one up. Um, Also some postcards and some art. I know you'll be blessed by it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time.